0: Hi folks and thanks for listening to this Tortoise Shack podcast. Small bit of housekeeping before we kick off. Another busy week ahead. If you're a patron, right now the second episode of Lost in Implementation on the unfinished work of the Belfast Good Friday Agreement is out now and it's on policing. It's an excellent conversation. Go grab that now. Also this morning I'm talking to Sunday Business Post reporter Killian Woods, who you won't mind me saying is also a listener favourite and that'll be in your feeds as soon as I get the audio turned around. Won't be long now. All you gotta do is hit that refresh button. And there's also the conversation between myself, Martin, and Harry McEvans, Sonia on the most recent opinion polls. And Harry breaks down what, uh, what, if any learnings we can have, or or political parties might take away from what looked like very significant movements in terms of a drop for Finnegale and a rise for Sinn Fein. Harry is always excellent in his analysis on that. If you're not a patron, please join us. Uh, You don't get much for a fiver these days, but we put out about an average of somewhere between 8 and 10 podcasts a week across the platform, be that Reboot, Echo, Glow West, Now Lost in Implementation, New Season of Shrapnel in the works. All of this is coming at you, and we put it out as quickly as you can get it in one consolidated feed so you never miss a podcast, and they're all plea-free. So if that sounds okay to you, why not join us and try us for a month, and if you don't like it, just cancel. There's no long-term contract. All you got to do is click the link that says patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack. It's in the podcast you're listening to right now. Thanks for the support. Thanks for listening. I'm going to stop rabbiting on. Enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber Podcast. My name is Tony Groves and back on uh, on a good Friday. Uh, and I hope everybody is enjoying the bit of sunshine that we have in Ireland at the moment. We don't get much of it. Martin, you look like someone who could do it a bit of sunshine.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's nice to have a bit of warm. Water. Well, it's not even that it's warm. It's just there's a globe in the sky that has replaced the rain. That's it's not, all. It's not warm. It's just not cold. At the moment. <laughs> and wet.
0: <laughs> yeah, it stopped raining. Ah, no, no, look, we, 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 we're very... It, it's a nice day, but... We're about to talk about a topic that is not very nice, and it's something that we've covered for a number of years, obviously, across the tortoise shack, and we would love to continue to raise awareness on this issue. And because uh, it's just the last few months we've seen, we've spoken about the... The most right wing government to ever take power in Israel. We saw these protests and the guests I'm going to introduce now. We spoke to him about the protests previously that were taking place in Tel Aviv and in Jerusalem in, you know, to try and stop the power grab by Netanyahu's government in terms of the ju- judiciary. We spoke to Hannah McCarthy, who went to the West Bank and went to Tel Aviv and met with people and said, Oh, look, you know, this, this is against the government but it wasn't at all in favor of actually extending those same sort of rights to Palestinians. It wasn't that in in much any large degree. And that's been playing out. And the escalations, the trade-off has been... We've seen some absolutely barbaric scenes in Alaska mosque. We've seen killings in the West Bank and we've seen, um, now airstrikes in Gaza. And we're rejoined on the podcast by journalist and, um, and researcher and one of the, one of a friend of the pod, uh, Issam Adwan. Uh, Isam, how are you keeping? First of all, it must have been a rough night yet again in Gaza.
2: Thank you, Tana, for hosting me. Nice to meet you, Martin. It's a pleasure to talk to you. I mean, I talked to you about other things in life, but unfortunately, we have to talk about the current uh, escalation happening for the last couple of weeks. And it's Jerusalem, the West Bank as well, and the latest uh, night of Gaza being bombarded by the Israeli warplanes. It's it's very devastating. It's very devastating time again and again. I mean, it's it's it, it gets really painful uh, even more when we are keeping it to repeat that it's it's uh, it's a bombardment launch over the densely populated areas in Gaza. For the last night, uh, the Israeli airstrikes uh, have targeted more than ten uh, sites, claiming they are military sites. But Gaza is a 365 square kilometers with more than two and a half million uh, of people are living with uh we shortage of, of capacities of medical equipment and expertise, hospitals, etc. of those. So for those, uh the Israeli official statement said that they have showered Gaza with more than 50 tons of, of bombs.
0: Yeah, so imagine this place is that's the that's the phrase they you showered Gaza. No
2: no no it's actually my phrase but they said they basically stated that 50 tons of bombs, 50 uh, bombs were used to bomb blaming military sites in, in 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 Gaza and some of those footages as I have also published over Twitter, you can you can visibly see that they are homes uh, of civilian Palestinians, including some of them. Like uh, you can see a picture of a child's uh, toy uh, being bombed in mean, uh, part of the Israeli bank of targets.
1: Yes, um, the last. They bombed. The, the, we, we spoke uh, to people there in Gaza, and they're saying that getting materials into rebuild was extremely difficult. Has any rebuilding happened since the last time, or is this just more fresh wounds on top of old wounds?
2: Unfortunately, Martin, not only the last time. I mean, several wounds have been launched in Gaza, to mention 2008. 2011 and 12, 2014, 2021 and 2022, and potentially we are expecting a new escalation of war over Gaza. Even with those mentioned, in even the first one in 2008, there are still homes are not being, are not being built. There are still people who are being displaced and living in, in the streets, being homeless with, with, with bare access to food and water supplies uh, basing their lives and, and their uh, food security over charity works. Uh, I mean, it's it's not about the wars itself, but it's about the system that Gaza has been suffocated since uh, for the past 16 years with, I would say, limited access to, uh, 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 to building equipment and the building materials, and not to mention in the building itself, also the funding of of those supported by the international community and the international organizations working in Gaza, who are usually being uh, being denied permits to enter Gaza for medical or let's say administrative purposes, or also being uh, being harassed, or uh, uh, over the military, over the Israeli
0: military. I I I, 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 po- I posted a video of of a, of a young volunteer yesterday um, yeah. who was working for a human rights organization who was clearly beaten and and yeah. like slammed with the, with a the rifle to the head and to the ribs several times and he was carrying toilet paper and water and provisions yeah. for people who were suffering so the i will i have to come in and and put my uh, journalist hat on for a moment and say the the official line is that Israel did this bombardment because of airstrikes from Gaza now i'm also going to say we have to put that in the context of weeks of provocation but can yeah. I can i ask you to get first of all The 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 strikes from Gaza, are these Hamas led? And is is the Lebanese link that has that has been said and by the IDF is this all correct and and is this factual? Just to
2: correct it a little bit, Tony, they're not air strikes and they're not strikes in particular, because words matter at this point. When the people hear the words uh, the words like strike, like it's it's a powerful word that we have a uh, highly developed equipment and missiles that can be targeting that can be targeting specific areas and specific Israeli military sites, et cetera. But this is not the case. They'll, those are handmade rockets, and uh, with with basic material being being designed, and some of them they are even failed to be launched over the Israeli, I would say, uh, the occupied territories. Uh, so. With that being said about the words matter at this point, with to mention the context of a long record of Israeli human rights violations, not particularly over seizing Gaza for the past sixteen years and suffocating every existence of a human beings' lives. Uh, This is happening also in the West Bank with enforcement of military checkpoints and uh, uh, gunning civilians down, uh, claiming that they are holding knives, etc., including killing children and women. It's happening also inside the occupied territories and with those Israeli uh, uh, settlers. Uh, terrorizing and encouraging to Palestinian cities, burning cars and homes, and also some of them uh, assaulting Palestinian citizens to the levels that some of them are losing lives. This is happening on a full scale of of terrorism, full scale of apartheid regime, full scale of of, of wars launched on Gaza. This is the context that the Palestinians have been living over the past 70, uh, of more than 70 years. Linking this context with the existence of Hamas is just misleading and false because Hamas was created in 1986, sign. How many massacres the committed? How, how many hundreds and thousands of Palestinians were expelled from their the homes and villages back in 1948? So this is the context that we're trying to correct and trying to educate the international community that they are linking. This is sort of a conflict between Hamas and Israel. Hamas is part of the Palestinian community that was Elected in 2006, either I liked it or not, either I acknowledged it or not, either I, I wanted or not. So they were democratically elected. They feel that's true, but they are not. But they' are good, not the spirit of the Palestinian community. I, I
0: will say though the the big problem with with Hamas is when you're uh, when they were democratically elected, they were punished immediately because you, you you voted for the wrong people. That was what was, you know, it was very yeah. much the case. I mean I mean
2: Hamas Hamas as an as as administrative policy, they can't wait because Israel, Israel wants an administration that fully recognizes its its existence, which Hamas does not. So when Hamas being elected, I mean, I don't, I don't want to bring much of the history because, again, Tony, it doesn't require much of history to understand the Palestinian suffering. It requires just a human sense to understand that this is an apartheid regime, this is an occupation, this is a victimizer against a victimized and occupied community, etc.
1: Sam, are you seeing any? I won't say support, but any more support from the international community, or is the international community doing as it all has always done and just sit back and let Israel do what it wants?
2: Exactly. They're not they're not only they're not only Martin, like leaving Israel to do what it what it does on a, on a daily basis. They are also funding it. This is an essential point. They're not turning blind eye and death as to the Palestinian killing and the hate violation, the continuous violations. Of the human rights that has that have been reported by very respected human rights organizations, including Amnesty, that recognize as well as apartheid regime for the last forty years. With with that being mentioned, they are not only turning blind eye and deaf, uh, they are funding it. The U.S. administration is funding Israel with three point four billion of dollars on a daily on a yearly basis. Not only that, not only that model, they are also providing Israel with full impunity that Israel not only practices but only testing. To which limits they can violate the international human rights hmm. to which limits they can they can they can assault the children and women they can assault International uh, employees who are working in Palestine they can shut down uh, International human rights organizations to how many killings do they? I mean witnessing this this is the the, the, the most radical Israeli government that has been established in 2023 in 2023 this is the number of killings so far, it exceeded the numbers of, of any sort of AD for the last 20 years with different Israeli governments.
0: So, we have uh, uh, Sam, I, 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 I government. want to come in on, on that though, because this is important. So, At times, actually, we can wait
2: a little bit because there is like street noises. Mm. If would like to wait,
0: you're okay now, are you? No, no, we'll continue. Um, just in terms of the the context of it put this in in a historical context it's it's the it's the holy period i've heard that awful phrase resurface again of mowing the lawn yet again that awful yeah. awful phrase has been used in the last couple of weeks but can you can you like let people know who maybe aren't as familiar as as people like myself and martin and and, and that why it's the you know these the 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 Palestinian people are in East Jerusalem and they're going to the mosque and they're, they're, they're going through this and why, they, and why this seems to be such a a, a, a flashpoint every year. And yet they, they want to do it in, in such a way as to then say, well, you know, when when does any retaliation, they crack down. So just just a little bit around the context of that. That'd be really helpful.
2: Yeah, I think I think it's very clear now witnessing like for the last particularly for the last 10 years of uh, the holy month of Ramadan, we're witnessing the same formula by the Israeli administration, restricting access to the Al-Aqsa court, courtyard, assaulting uh, Palestinian worshippers, limiting the access of, of youth generation, and not particularly to Al-Aqsa for the East Jerusalem, but also releasing evictions uh, uh for Palestinian homes and, and villages, assaulting and theft. For uh, various Palestinian uh, villages, this is like a, uh, an ongoing policy that has been going on for the last, for most likely, like excessively, for the last ten years during the holy month of Ramadan, provoking Palestinians to act in in, in self defense and to act in anger, particularly with the mention to Gaza as well. You come simply separate God from the rest of Palestine. We have families there, we have friends there, we lost people there, including the uh, the, pro- the prominent journalist, Rina Wafle, who inspired thousands and thousands of my generation to pursue career, uh, career education and journalism and told us that we should report the truth and truth only with regards to this really uh, ongoing and daily basis of human rights violations. With that being mentioned, Gaza has, uh, uh, the, Gaza, the people of Gaza has every right to feel angry because not only because of the daily uh, incursions of Israeli settlers and it's uh, protected by the Israeli military at the Al-Aqsa courtyard in East Jerusalem, not with that uh, being mentioned only, but also that the suffocation that Gaza has been living over the past 16 years with, with barely crumbs of the human rights being, ex- being granted by the Israeli Buddhist administration, when Gaza is behaving and acts silently towards the Palestinians, other Palestinians suffering. It's and a- is being occupied in different areas.
1: Yes, and we've spoken before about the trauma that, that Palestinian people carry, that, that so many have lost relatives, that so many have lost family members, yeah. and that that trauma just doesn't go away easily. It just, it, you can't. And But the situation you're in at the moment is just exacerbating it, making it worse all the time. As you said, it's one of the the most right-wing Israeli governments you've seen in your your lifetime. Where is the solution in this, Isa?
2: Honestly speaking, I don't see any solution in my lifetime. But I continue to do this because there is no other solution. I mean, like the rest of thousands of journalists who are facing daily brutality and facing daily, being on the crosshead of Israeli bank of targets, I mean, with with what you mentioned with regards to the mental health issue, it's not just a PTSD issue. It's not a post-traumatic stress disorder. This is a chronic stress disorder. It means that Gaza Gaza in particular has no time to just release this sort of post-traumatic disorder. There is no sort of treatment. There is no, I would say, cultural and public awareness towards it. So, I, in, in my humble opinion and in my humble experience, I am one of the victims of the of the chronic severe PTSD. I have went into therapy multiple times because I have access to those services. Unlike ninety percent and over ninety percent of of the population of of Gaza in particular, this chronic is not only resulted uh, by the wars launched on Gaza Martin. It's it's also by the continuous day to day lack of a human rights enjoyed. Lack of, you know, uh, opinions expressed. Lack of also, uh, I would say, orientations or understanding of understanding to define your own future and your own faith. You can be bonded any time, at any place, with your children, with your family, with your friends, at your school, at your hospital, etc. So living this chronic uh, 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 depression and anxiety and stress that you can face death at any time. Is 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 making you the least that it can describe is making you senseless. That you are being uh, dehumanized, you are being demoralized. You don't feel yourself as a normal human being, and this is the reality of people of Gaza that they don't feel that this is not normal. They have been living a high situation to the levels that being seized is sort of normal. Unfortunately, this is like I mean, a human being a human beings are used to what they have. And imagining li- living this situation of the last sixteen years, the siege is turning to a normal circumstance for them. The, the, the denial of, of of the majority of their rights—it's subconsciously turning into a life norm. This is the chronic disorder that the population of Gaza is is facing, in particular.
0: Isam, um, just I want to go back to some some of the stuff. Now we we we've seen Janine and and some of the worst kind of scenes of settler violence than in other aspects and the settler violence now i i put it to you seems to be it was always kind of given a kind of uh uh the the state would always look on and and you know and and mm. not 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 condemn it but certainly not be seen to be so a- actively participating but some of it now like you put up pictures of you know just just cars being being brutalized but our cars being destroyed and 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 graffiti but it's much worse than that now They're, they're, they're hunting in packs and they're, they're, they're beating people. They're, uh, Hannah McCarthy was, it was, uh, in, in the West Bank a few weeks ago and she left the house. And after she left the house, they, they came in a few, a few hours later and beat the people that, that had been in the area. What in, in terms of the settler violence and the reaction from Israel itself? Is this the trade-off that they're gonna they're gonna allow this stuff to happen on the basis that 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 um you know well Netanyahu was back down on his uh, grab of the judiciary? Yeah. Is this the trade-off that, that it's just gonna let people beat up more Palestinians? I believe it's more than it's more than just trade-off. This is the core of the current
2: Israelis governments establishment, you you know, inflaming and supporting and allowing and even protecting. The uh, colonialist settlers to invade Palestine, uh, to invade and invasion to Palestinian cities, terrorizing them, burning their cars, burning their homes, beating them up to the the level that they are killing them at some point. This is what is what the Israeli administration has been, has been to the Israeli community uh, to support them. And and, and I mentioned that in, in, in our last meeting that the Israeli government is sort of bargaining the Palestinian blood with more public support. With more candidacy over the last election. So this is like the norm inside the Israeli government. We are witnessing Bingiver in particular, who were exempted from the mandatory Israeli service for being a, a, for being a bloodthirst uh, for Palestinian a, a blood. He were exempted from the mandatory military. Now we're witnessing him uh, consisting and being part of the current Israeli, the most far-right, most racist Israeli government. So this is just an example out of tens others. That this is the mentality of the Israeli administration supporting inflaming the Jewish uh, colonial settlers to, uh, uh to brutalize Palestinians, to terrorize them. It's part of a strategy. They're not only funding them. I mean, in, 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 in particular organizations that they are supporting and calling, for example, like what happened in, in the last couple of weeks, they're calling for more incursions to Al-Aqsa to slaughter goats to provoke Palestinian uh, Muslims during the holy month of Ramadan. But they are not only funding them. They are going with them to Al-Aqsa courtyard to protect them. Mm.
0: And and and, so it, and, and, and 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 that becomes and that goes back to the head of security. Now is Ben Gavir, who is uh, who is I want to say this. I'm going to say he's a monster. I mean, he yes. is an he's an out and out monster. He's an ultra nationalist, racist bigot who thinks that uh, the Palestinian people should be wiped off. To- and
1: he's getting his own militia, Tony.
0: Exactly. I mean, Netanyahu bargained bin Kfir's
2: approval for the delay of the court of the court's decision over the, the amendments of the uh, of the laws for an exchange of his own army. Mm-hmm. So imagine that a, a person who was uh, exempted from the mandatory Israeli service, a, a military that uh, has been uh, long known for murdering Palestinians and, and a land theft, etc., of those human rights violations, he was exempted from this mandatory military service for being for for just the block 30 of, of the Palestinian and Arabs killings he, he, he were accompanying George uh, settlers who were enchanted with the Arabs and uh, cursing the Prophet Muhammad in a provocative action to uh, to uh, assault the Muslim communities. During the holy month of Ramadan, so it's a simple equation. Not not to limit the context on ben in in particular. This is just an example out of of, out of many others in Saudi Israeli government who were celebrating the killing of, of women and children in the last uh, massacre in Jenin, of, of what happened in Jarrah, and et cetera, Of those ongoing uh, uh, ongoing Israeli violations in in the West Bank and East Brazil. I want to
0: I want to. I know you mentioned the funded by the U.S., but I want to mention the EU because we had um. A, a member of the European parliament on the podcast last week didn't we Martin we spoke to yeah. k- to Kieran Cuff and we said to him you know that they were talking about what's we we were mainly talking about Ukraine and we asked why is there no nobody talking about what's happening in Gaza and Kieran said well you know he he was disappointed by Ursula von der Leyen's uh, tweet where she welcomed the new Netanyahu administration and and he said that he thought more could be done you know by domestic governments but the EU is sitting there, and it seems to be just as a as the trade partner uh, now, and saying, "Well, no. you know, that's what we want." How? What message does that send to the Palestinian people that the EU seems to be just content enough? Like, and like this was the point we made that the EU was critical of moves that were made by uh, Viktor Orban in Hungary. Yeah. And, and but Orban hasn't been like it's, killing. It's people very that. frustrating. It's
2: very frustrating. It's very disappointing. It's very all creating a uh, huge sense of anger that they are, they are not only, uh, as I said before, they're not only turning blind eye towards the Palestinians' the human rights violations, but also they are taking part in it. And just to add, just to add one example to uh, the example that you mentioned, uh, Tony, is that even the EU, they are limiting access to funding for the international, for the human rights organizations working in Gaza and the West Bank and East Jerusalem. And I'm currently working at the Palestinian Center for Democracy and Conflicts Resolution. And we know hundreds of restrictions to report on human rights and particularly to report from areas that where Israel is is violating human rights, particularly in East Jerusalem. This is sort of like a vigorous strategy to uh, uh, suffocate even the freedom of the human rights workers and the freedom of of journalists reporting on this uh, day-to-day human rights uh, uh, killings and human rights violations of Palestinian citizens. This is a very disappointment to the level that it it still amazes me. It still amazes me that the international community fails to understand that the the EU and and, and the US administration, they uh, they are not only being not supported, But they are also taking part, if not funding directly, but taking part in limiting the funds for the Palestinian uh,
0: NGOs and the Palestinian communities. Can I ask one cheeky question, because it's a a personal beef of mine? The missiles that are fired by Israel, who makes them?
2: The U.S. administration, as
0: simple as this. And and what companies are behind those, do do you know?
2: I mean, in, in 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 UK in particular, we I have taken part in a campaign, a larger campaign, to boycott Elbit uh, Factory, who uh, that uh, that has been providing the Israeli administration with with drones, assassination drones, and civilian drones. And those of the other factories in the U.S. uh, Most most likely you can't recognize them because it's only written on those. I've 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 held these like tear gas cannons and things like these of those uh, uh, during the Great Marshall Freedom. It's only written that it's made in the U.S. I I, a I, I,
0: of a factory. I I ask because I've seen you know like famously the late Robert Fisk followed got got a, a piece of shrapnel that had a, a could identify a missile and followed it all the way back to the to the manufacturer which was I think a, a Lockheed Martin piece of uh, uh, military which is which are making gazillions out of this war like they yeah. are making billions and billions and billions out of human misery and I just I again I always go back to it but I think it's quite chilling to me that in Ireland we're having a debate right now about well they want us to have a debate about our neutrality martin yeah. and the, and the last time they had this debate about the neutrality and they wanted people to get together from uh, to talk about Ireland maybe jo- joining nato and, and go- going moving away from yeah. a neutrality if you follow down the money the sponsor was lockheed martin
1: that's right and yeah. you know it's it's, it's terrifying um, but look i just Is- Is- can i ask you just one last question yeah. from me your profession being a journalist How difficult or how much more difficult has that become in recent times?
2: It's very difficult, Martin. It's very difficult that I don't have access to other Palestinian uh, cities and other Palestinian areas to report different sides of the Israeli occupation and the Israeli apartheid. I applied six months ago to visit the Palestinian territories, to go to the West Bank, to visit for the first time in my life to access Jerusalem. And I uh, I had a security back for absolutely no further explanations. I'm um, 29 years of my life. I have never took part in any military service or sort of uh, armed resistance. My own life has been centralized to education and journalism as well. And not, not to limit the, the, this, this, this uh, witnessing over my experience as well. We have tens and hundreds of others of thousands of journalists and you know uh, students, uh, medical expertise, international human rights workers who are not functioning properly because of this really siege and because of the lack of funding, because of the uh, enforcing of the US administration and the EU uh, 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 the EU efforts towards those fundings to be very limited and very restricted, uh, very res- restricted towards certain areas of working. Uh, other, other than other than the Israeli uh, human rights uh, violations reporting, it's very difficult because I don't have protection. And I can mention one example with this during the process of the Great March of in between twenty eighteen and 2021, The wearing the vest of that shows clearly, press and wearing the helmet. It's an additional risk that you can be targeted. I lost two dear friends during the Great March of Britain, uh, and Ahmed Hussein. It's it's so unfortunate to imagine that even the right of uh, freedom of press is also denied to report the facts and facts only from the grounds of, of, of Gaza. And uh, during the Great March of Britain, violations of, of, the, right, uh, of, the, uh, of the right of peaceful protest and etc., those are human rights. I don't have any sort of Unfortunately, I sort of look at recognition because of dispute happening between the PA, the PA and Hamas. And I can't uh, actually be affiliated to any of them because this is also an additional risk that I would be called of being anti Semitic because of having sort of affiliation to PA or affiliation to Hamas or whatever, any political parties, despite that the international laws guarantee that I, I, I'm entitled to have any political affiliation and any political opinion. Still, I am denied to have. Uh, this sort of freedom, I don't have to uh, proper equipment, safety gears, uh, uh, also equipment that helps me to work. And uh, I would say on on uh, documenting audio voice or documenting camera because cameras here and audio devices they are extremely expensive mm-hmm. because of the double taxes by the PA and Hamas and the limitations of the Israeli borders administration for those equipment into Gaza. I can't even use a drone to take like. No. Uh, uh, like upper porridge or something like this during my work, I have to rent one, which is pretty expensive. And there are like tons of of, of of day-to-day experiences that makes it really, really difficult to work as a journalist in Gaza.
1: Well, thank you for doing it, huh Thank you for reporting from thank there. You. Thank you for taking the risks. And it is disheartening that there hasn't, in 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 the the what five six years we've been reporting on Gaza, there hasn't been. Any real improvement and everything is just getting worse. And it is, it's very saddening. But thank you for taking the time to talk to us today.
0: My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, folks. Thanks for listening. Um, I I will say, Sam, you you do. It, it's like you've literally gone from CNN to talking to us. So we really appreciate you giving the time to to, to, to the two lads in, in in Dublin again. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. So thanks for that. And um, we will be back. We were covering things domestically. There was a great conversation with um, with Father Peter McVery and what what went on. So that's out there right now for you folks as well. But I will say. We continue to cover what's happening in, in Palestine and Gaza and the West Bank. But without you guys putting pressure on our, on our politicians, it won't change anything. So we need to make sure that we continue to say to them that this matters. I know it, it, it matters very much on the left, but it's not a left, right th- th- I- issue. It's a human rights issue. Yeah. That's what it is. And let's please make that four to the four for everybody. It's a human rights issue. I'll leave it there. Thanks for talk. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. And we will talk to you all very, very soon. Take care. Bye bye.
1: Tony and Martin,
0: Martin and Tony, speaking to interesting
2: people only. It's the Echo Chamber Podcast. Subscribe now on Patreon.